0: Previously on That Cthulhu John. Come up here. There's all these posters and stuff. They were all directed by Derek Bradshaw. You catch something that's fallen. And it looks like an urn that was filled with ashes. And sketched on it is the name Lisa Jones. And you see on one of the posters that's lit, it says starring Lisa Jones. There is what looks like a journal of some sort. It looks like this isn't the first time he's tried to put on The King in Yellow. This book has a whole other cast of people written out. Let's get out of here. Hey, uh, Willis, it's Walter. I was wondering if there's anything that...
1: Could be done to perhaps chemically mask our fear?
0: So, Walter, that night, you have a dream. Just look around. It looks like you're in a room, and it's lined with different colors of string. Your hands are skinless, and your arms also skinless. And you panic, trying to get through the lines. <sighs> You'll clue this, Mr. Pendergast. And he points up, and you see a green and white street sign the name of which is obscured, but you can make out the word parkway. You notice that it's blood all over you. You look up and you see Lenny's corpse dropping from above, and it looks like he's going to land on you. (laughs) thanks for joining us for that Cthulhu John episode 56 we are a real play call of Cthulhu podcast I am George your keeper of arcane lore and with me are my friends and investigators Jenny hi (laughs) Chuck
2: charmed I'm sure
0: and Chad
2: Chad you're muted
0: muted (laughs) goofing up
1: Oh, so bad. Well, I guess I'll just have to save that intro for another time. You, you
3: mixed the order <laughs> up. It confused all of us. <laughs> yeah. it, it looked like
2: he was screaming that in was the goal. In
0: muted yeah. picture. Yeah. For, yeah, I was, was trying knows. to throw you off, Jenny.
3: Yes, Earth made my armpits are sweating.
1: <laughs> 56. 56. Make sure to listen to it, everybody.
0: Okay, so we last left off. Everyone went to bed. It is... Now, uh,
2: bedtime after bedtime,
0: early in the morning. It is now early in the morning. Uh, who wakes up first? Well, Walter woke up at three in the morning from a nightmare, terrible nightmare that he had. Walter, you don't get back to sleep. Really? You're just kind of restlessly trying to sleep. Uh, you wake up from this nightmare and you hear, you hear the heart monitor machine go
1: super fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of the nurses comes in and goes, Oh my God, are you okay, Mr. Pendergast? Uh, well, uh, yeah, just a real uh, strange dream.
1: Um, kind of looks around. Um, maybe I should splash some cold water in my face,
0: uh, gather my, my senses a bit. She goes, okay, well, Mr. Pendergast, you can't be moving around too much. And she says, hold on one second. She leaves for a couple seconds, comes back with a cold cup of water for you says, I just got it from the, uh, from the water machine out there. Toss it in your face. Walks it away. <laughs> he has a real drinking problem. Yeah, I'll <laughs> splash it in your face. I got it. Step out of it. <laughs> she says, to you, you know, uh, here's just something to drink. And uh, if you need to splash it in your face, go right ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he might actually save a little bit and just kind of like
1: dab it on his, like, maybe even just like a wipe it on his forehead to kind of... Mm-hmm. Evaporate right. some
0: excess temperature. Um so she makes sure that your heart rate goes down a little bit and that your blood pressure is down. Just hangs around a little bit for you know, get, makes you drink some water and she uh eventually leaves, but by then you're kind of awake, you can't really go back to sleep. Dang it. I was gonna say I might try to do like some of that deep
1: breathing kind of stuff I was telling uh you can try. My friend's about. So, yeah, I mean, you probably just take some deep breaths and kind of slowly let it out. Do that
0: over and over. Try to settle his heart rate, calm down okay. a bit. Okay. All right, so that's what you're trying to do, but you know what? Give me a constitution roll. Sure. Just a regular pass will do.
1: 45 is within a regular pass margin.
0: Okay, so you start to see the sun peak up a little bit. And you're like, oh, man, I'm never going to get to slip. And you just fall asleep. <laughs> Exhausted.
1: Nice. Well, so much for getting an early start on the day.
0: Yeah, we'll say it's about 6, 6.30, in the, 6 in the morning. Sound about right when the sun starts to peak up in March. Uh, Yeah, probably about then.
1: Um, just okay. curious, though, um, yeah. what's happening with the skin graft? Is that today or tomorrow or soon? That or is when, today.
0: Uh, oh, my on. So that's where we leave off with Walter. Heather, what time do you wake up? Uh, like 10. 10? That's pretty early for yeah. Heather. Heather, you wake up and you start to uh, take a shower, brush your teeth, get your day started. But you notice in the shower there's like an itchy bump on your finger, your forefinger. You're like showering, trying to like rinse it off, get it off or something, but it's just still there. It just won't come off. Eh, you don't think too much of it.
3: Is it or do you? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Do I think, oh, is that where I touched the dust? Like the corpse? Uh, what dust? The corpse dust. The urn
0: that fell? The urn that fell. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: if you didn't use the gloves I gave you.
0: After the fact, you never, you never touched it oh, right, with your with your yeah, hand. I caught it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you never actually touched okay. the ashes, but you you have this weird itchy bump there. No matter how much you scratch it, it still kind of itches. It's very annoying. Maybe
3: pour some peroxide on
0: it. All right. All right. Pour some peroxide on it. Fizzes up a little bit, but doesn't really help too much. Okay. I don't know what else Walter would have here. Probably some hydrocortisone cream or something.
3: Is it like a bump like blood blister style?
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like a wart almost.
3: I say I stick like a little pin in it and squeeze out like pus or something, and then pour more peroxide on. See, I don't like.
0: Okay. Alright, so it's you put a pin role. in it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Give me, give me a medicine roll.
1: Or first aid, oh, one of them too. I have
0: that. This is more of a medicine, medical knowledge kind of thing. Gotcha. Come
3: on, sweet purple dice.
0: Be cool. No. Be cool. No. Not at all. So, um.
3: Is it so annoying that I'm like, I gotta go to the doctor?
0: Not like that bad, but it is annoying. So, you take a little pin, you kind of lance it a bit. Some like, clear, like watery kind of looking stuff comes out. But nothing like blood or or pus or anything comes out of it.
3: Alright, just throw some calamine lotion on it.
0: Alright, so you throw some stuff on there. Some of the calamine lotion seems to help a little bit. Still kind of annoying. Where do you go from here?
3: Uh, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go back to my apartment.
0: Alright, so you head back to your apartment using uh, Walter's car, I'm assuming. Oh no, wait. You can walk to your house from Walter's, can't you? Yeah, I was just
3: going to walk there.
0: Okay, no, that totally works. All right, so you go to your own apartment. Uh, head up there. You open the door, head in, and uh, did you leave the TV on?
3: I did. I left everything the same.
0: TV's still on. Uh, none of the lights are on, though.
3: Were they on before?
0: They weren't on before. Just okay. the TV was on before. It looks like this place hasn't been touched.
3: Okay, I'm going to... It's daytime, so maybe I'll turn like the living room light on, and I want to go... Okay to um, Ginger's room and see if she has a copy of her script anywhere and see if I could find anything about her character, the candles,
0: mm-hmm.
3: just anything that relates to what we saw in the house.
0: It's not a bad idea. I didn't think mm-hmm. about that at all. So you start to head over to Ginger's room, uh, the further bedroom there. As you're walking past the living room, you see a little flashing light on your, on your answering machine.
3: All right. I press it.
0: Oh.
3: Remember how answering machines like would blink at like how many yeah.
0: messages you had? Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so. On the answering machine, you hear, uh, Hi, Heather. Uh, this is Glenn Galworthy. You know, you're, I mean, I wouldn't say relative or anything. He sounds kind of jovial on there. He says, but I uh, got the pictures of that necklace uh, with the charm on it. And that is definitely my stepson's, without a doubt. It kind of has a certain significance to uh, your grandmother specifically, but she's she's still in her semi-catatonic state. When she snaps out of it, I hope is soon, she'll be happy to see this necklace, without a doubt. I just know that she'd snap out of it more if she knew that she had a granddaughter out there, though. I know that she'd just be... Overjoyed by it.
3: Does he sound creepy like he did the last time I talked to him on the message? He sounds less creepy. Like suspicious. Okay. Is that the only message?
0: That's the only message.
3: None from like Bradshaw saying like, "Hey, I took Ginger here, and this is what we're doing, and this (laughs) is like how you can stop us." (laughs) Yeah. Ah, cool. Okay. Let me
0: just leave the details (laughs) on how to stop my master plan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you do. Do not go to the 14th page and do the spell that's at the bottom.
0: So you look through Ginger's stuff and eventually you do find uh, what looks like a script there. Uh, This script seems to be in order with other people's lines in there too. Unlike her last script, which was all out of order and stuff.
3: Like the master one.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Can I figure out what the play is about now since it's, like, more put together?
0: It's still all, like, poem-sounding, so it's hard to kind of determine exactly what it's about. However, as you're paging through it, towards the end of the play, about three-quarters of the way through, her character gets sacrificed to the king in yellow, the great Haster.
3: Cool. Um...
1: So he right, did well, leave a formula for his master plan. No, I'm just kidding.
3: Grab a little backpack, throw that in there. Um,
2: uh-huh.
3: I guess I'll call Glenn back. All right. Good old pop-pop.
0: All right, so you call... Collect. You call collect.
3: No, well, it doesn't have to be collect. It doesn't matter. It's not my... I don't live there. Who cares?
0: <laughs> Your name's still on the lease, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I
1: mean, who it's pays just... the phone bill? I'm the you? roommate. Oh, it's probably
3: well, under okay. her name. <laughs> Plus, it doesn't matter. The world is ending. I'm not paying right. this bill.
1: You already <laughs> stole the jewelry anyway. What's a collect call? You
0: call Alaska. And uh, someone p- and you hear... Uh, what time is it? It's here. So over there. Um, 10. Three hours. Okay. So you call over there and uh, you hear someone pick up and goes, uh, Yeah, hello. Um, Is this... Glenn? Yeah, yeah, this is Glenn. This is Glenn. It, uh, who, who's this? It's Heather. Says, oh, Heather, thanks for getting back to me.
3: Yeah, no problem. Mom. I've just been uh, out of town a bit. So uh, besides knowing that it was my father's, do you know anything about it? Like, where did he get it from?
0: He says to you it was passed down to him from his father. It's kind of been in on his side of the family lineage for a while now.
3: What was his father's name, if you don't mind me asking, since it would be my grandfather?
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess you could call him your grandfather. Uh, But his name was... Hold on.
2: Wouldn't Alaska be like five or four or five hours or something behind us? So like 5 a.m. here would be midnight there or something like that? I don't know exactly. I think it's... Past it's Past the West Coast time, I think it's one more. I think it sticks out way further. I maybe I'm wrong. Because I think like England is five or six hours away. So it's not, so real in my it's, it's not That's that far. ahead of us. As five. It's quite yeah. far. This is an expansive country. But yeah it's, England's five.
1: I mean, the world is also spherical too, though. It's up at the top mm-hmm. of the
3: world. According to who?
0: Let's all yeah. do.
3: Most <laughs> most
0: people. According to your scientists.
3: I've seen some videos that say otherwise.
2: It's on the back of a bunch of elephants riding a turtle through space, I
0: thought. Mm-hmm. It's turtles all the way down.
3: <laughs> the core of the Earth is just turtles yes. walking in a circle and then the...
0: Al- How do you think the Earth spins? I think just it just constant. flies along in space. I don't know if it really spins.
2: It's just a Terry Pratchett nod. Uh, yeah. George made me watch some of the live action movies they were fun
0: yeah they are fun you should read the books they're even better Eh, who got time for that <laughs> get the uh audio
2: yeah i can't find them on tape <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> on tape
2: <laughs> books on tape
0: uh, uh they don't make those so his his dad's name was paul
3: so paul hawkins
0: paul hawkins
3: Does he also live in Alaska, or is he still in Philadelphia, or...?
0: He Paul passed away, uh, years ago.
3: Damn. Well, have you shown your wife the pictures of the necklace?
0: He said, yeah, I showed it to him, but she was just kind of staring off.
3: So what makes you think if I came with the actual necklace, or mailed the actual necklace, that it would do anything different than a photo?
0: He says, well... There's something about that necklace. I don't know if you've noticed it, but it has an odd feel about it.
3: Yeah, it's like always chilly.
0: Says, yeah, that, that sounds like it. So, I mean, I can verify for the picture and just you telling me that makes it even more verified. So I swear if she, if she were to see this, if she were to actually feel it, maybe it would click something in her.
3: Well, I don't really, like, have the money to get there now. I mean, I could actually use a little break from reality for a second, mm-hmm. but I hate to ask you this, but I would need um, money.
0: He says, don't worry about it. I can wire you uh, mm-hmm. enough money for a plane ticket and whatever kind of uh, cab fare you would need from the airport to our place. Yeah, we can front you that, no problem. And uh, I remembered that... You had requested maybe to bring a friend or two along. I wouldn't mind paying for them either.
3: Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you sound super trustworthy, but, you know, you never know. Super. <laughs> super trustworthy. It's just, you know, I've never I've never met anyone from the family before.
0: He says, oh, no, I understand. We're basically next to strangers to you. So if you want to bring someone else along, that's fine.
3: Okay, I guess I tell them where to like wire money.
0: Okay, yeah, do a Western Union. Yeah, it's the fastest way to send money. <laughs> Back then.
3: Yes.
0: That's also. The, That's the
3: commercial The
0: tagline for a long time. Yeah. 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 So okay, so he he's going to wire you some cash that uh, you can pick up uh, later on today. Okay. All right, so let's get to what Thompson is doing. Detective Thompson, you wake up, get your morning routine out of the way, dress up in yet another uh, kind of you know I uh, having like pressed and I, I pick out something a little
2: nicer and you know, I just took a little time ironing and stuff last night. You know he looks a little more cleaned That's up right. than he normally would have been. He takes some more okay. careful time shaving and he trims his stash up a bit. You know, it's not as, as bushy and long nice. and yes. anymore. He, um,
0: taking a little care of himself.
2: Uh, you know, he's, he's just, he's cleaning up his act a little bit, except for huh? the cocaine. He, he does a nice, <laughs> he does a nice key bump before he gets in his car and drives yep. to the police station. <laughs> just
0: We're to here. get you started for the get day. Be uh-huh. Never be he's scared. Never be scared. He's
2: driving, like spinning his revolver around his finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Show no fear. <laughs> um, I stopped to get coffee and like uh, I guess donuts, but like I really don't want to contribute to you know the the unhealthy habits of the other officers. Maybe I'll get a, you know, get some bagels instead, which ain't great. Salt bread, yeah,
0: great. better than donuts. Uh, I guess
3: six pack of Slim. Once you know, the
2: sugar makes you tired, you know they gotta this guy's gotta shape up. because <laughs> they crash. Couldn't bring anything healthy. they they'd make fun of you. Call you the F word. Call you
3: the F word?
0: (laughs) Okay, so Tom said you had into work with a little bit of food for the guys. A couple bags of bagels. Uh, You put them down and they snatch them up quicker than you can even turn around and grab one. They just go to it like a flock of seagulls. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which. i just kind of set it down. I don't don't say much.
2: I... uh, Immediately head toward my office. All right. Uh, There's that young go-getter. If I see him, I kind of just like
0: point at him and kind of give him like a head nod. You know? And uh, he definitely gives you back like a, like a, hey, you know, (laughs) wink finger gun, an over-enthusiastic one. Nice. In fact, he bumps into someone while he's trying to make eye contact with you. You
3: made his day.
0: So you head on to your office and after about a half hour of being in your office... Uh, You get a rap on the door. Wicked, wicked. Uh, Come in. Door opens, and uh, you know who it is right away. It is your sergeant, Frank Manning.
2: I don't know any Frank Manning. That is a made-up name. (laughs) It sounds like a made-up name. All right. Sergeant Frank Manning.
0: This is basically the dude that hands out your cases to you.
2: Mm, Cases of cocaine. No. No. Uh, all right. Sergeant Frank Manning.
0: He comes in and goes, uh, Hey there, Thompson. Um, <laughs> listen, we got another another kind of kind of weird one for you. And he throws the file on your desk. And uh, he says, A uh, couple bodies found out in front of the Rodin Museum. It's all taped off now and just waiting for you to come down and take a good gander. All right, uh...
2: Will do. I'll, uh, i got to make one quick call, and uh, I'm on it.
0: All right, Thompson. I'll uh, be looking forward to your initial report there.
2: I sit back down at my desk and nod.
0: All
2: right. he's on his way out.
0: He turns around and leaves, and uh, basically all it says is that two bodies found. It gives the location. There's one photograph in there.
2: It's the um, uh, Rodin. was the artist, right? Yeah. Uh, but not the Godzilla monster? No. Gotcha. Okay. It's the same. <laughs> um, I'll look it over real quick while I'm dialing the number of my ex-wife. Okay. That bitch. <laughs> Nancy Thompson.
0: Nancy. So you call, mm-hmm. you call up your ex-wife, Nancy Thompson. She does not pick up at home at this time. Okay, uh, the she... boys. What time is it? We'll say it's about 7 in the morning. You know, she has an early job to get to and drops the kids off to, like, a daycare prior to school.
2: Oh, wait. How old are, how old are the boys?
0: Uh, they're both... Uh, eight years old. I, I just looked at it. I wrote that down. Eight years old.
2: Um, for some reason, I pictured them much older. Anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I leave a message. Not for her, but for them. Oh. <laughs> I guess I must have missed you guys, uh, Peter. Paul, uh, have a good day at school. I, uh, I miss you. I hang up.
0: Wow. That was and really then, touching.
2: Then I blast a whole line of cocaine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right oh. on your desk. Oh
2: shit, it didn't hang up.
3: <laughs> Daddy's got a runny nose.
2: <laughs> Daddy gets sick a lot. He gets allergies. <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, I had to. it's been a while since I've acknowledged the fact that he loves his children. So, I threw that up
0: in there. Right. That's sweet.
2: Yeah, hopefully it'll be good karma for him.
0: Yeah. You know, if he's, if he's gonna be a hero. You just got handed this new case here. Um, yeah. And...
2: And I head to the, uh, the Thompson-mobile. Okay. The Thompson-bird. To the t-
0: Thompson-bird. T-bird. It was right there. How did we not do that before? Uh, we, the Thompson we, bird.
2: We would have tripped over that one eventually. Thompson bird. I don't think whipping out the Thompson bird is something mm-hmm. that needs to be seen. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe not. not.
3: Whipping out the Thompson bird.
0: <laughs> for example. For example No one says they whip out their car. <laughs> it's not even a good innuendo.
2: <laughs> if you had the Thompson bird, you say you whip it out, I'm sure.
0: So you got the uh, hop in the T-Bird, head down to the Ben Franklin Parkway, where the Rodin Museum is? Okay. Is that where you go? Yes. Okay. I was just assuming, but uh, don't want to railroad you too much. Or at all, really.
2: Shit, at the time in Philly, there's probably tons of, like, roach coaches with coffee and stuff on the street, right? Little uh, carts.
0: Yeah, I saw it selling, like, egg sandwiches, things like that.
2: Yeah, I uh, I make sure to park near one of those All right, and get some coffee and a soft pretzel.
1: Yeah, they were yeah. probably good back then. Get some good right.
2: yeah. I remember eating them when I was a kid. They were so good. They were better. And they were everywhere.
3: Like on the boulevard?
2: Yeah, they were yeah. the dude at like, the, the highway exit yes. with a ton of them standing out in oh the cold. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I want one of them right now with their pee hands. <laughs> Do you remember that guy got caught on camera, and he was, like, peeing, and then he was bagging up pretzels?
0: Yeah, I remember that! There's
2: nowhere to wash your hands outside, I mean... But it
3: changed absolutely nothing. Like, I didn't care. (laughs) They thought they were breaking a huge story, and we were like, okay, it's a dollar for four pretzels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My concern wasn't hygiene. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No. My concern was spicy mustard.
0: Yeah, exactly. Do you have the goldens? Exactly. Um, all right. So you get you got your cup of coffee. Uh, have we established a Thompson smoke?
2: Um, I think he does on occasion. I don't think he's. Uh, he might be like kind of mostly quitting, trying to cut back, but once in a while he lights up. All right. I feel like he is a smoker, but I don't know if if he wants to be, especially well, now.
0: We'll say he's trying to cut back or whatever, but. Uh, this is a new case, and it's almost a ritual for you at this point. To... This is a new Thompson. Yeah. Ever since he saw what he saw... You might cut your old ritual out of well, uh, smoking every time you, you start a new case here. Just kind of prep your brain a little bit.
2: Yeah. We'll see.
0: All right. So you have your coffee.
2: Before I head over, I lean on the card and uh, make sure to read more of the, the file real quick as I take a few sips. Um, so what exactly... Uh, am i dealing well i guess i could uh, or what what does it say in the this is bodies found
0: outside it says bodies found outside there's there's like paperwork for you to fill out like forms for you Uh, to fill out in the file uh and it just gives you the very basic things it just says uh two bodies found neither identified yet all
2: right as long as i just so i know i'm not walking in the Something that might be important to know ahead of time, like a hostage situation or something. <laughs> right. Oh, I overlooked it. I just walked right in. I like a bumbling idiot. That would be fun. All
0: right. You head to the scene. You see it's all taped off with yellow police tape.
2: Mm-hmm. Let myself under the tape.
0: Flash your badge.
2: Yeah, say, so yeah, what are we dealing with? What do we know?
0: And, uh, one of the cops comes over to you and goes, well, here, come over take a look here. And you see there's two bodies of uh, young women there. Both of their heads have been shaved. They have no hair, really.
2: Possible skinhead affiliation. (laughs) Atlantic City is my guess.
0: (laughs) Accurate. Anyway, as you look closer at them, it looks like around their head, both of them, they have six red marks. Hmm. Um,
2: does it look like their heads were hastily shaved, or do they? Does it look like they? Was it done professionally, or is it a little patchy?
0: It's a little patchy here and there.
2: Um, six red marks uh, are like little tiny cuts. Uh, no,
0: no, no. They're like red spots, almost like a burn or something like that.
2: And like what on like the crown of their head?
0: Yeah, going around the crown of the head.
2: Um what are they wearing? Do they have an ID on them? I I look at the uh, the other, other cop or whatever who was here. Did they have any ID or did you take anything from the bodies?
0: We haven't pulled anything from them yet, detective. I'm putting
2: gloves on. I've been touching uh, everything with the back of my pen cuz it right. seems like that's okay, but <laughs> too much TV.
0: <laughs> We're going by TV rules here. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Um no germs
3: on pens, everybody knows.
0: So, you do find on them student IDs. Okay. Both of them, University of Pennsylvania students. The pictures match, match them, except that they have hair in the pictures.
2: How are they dressed? they dressed up, regular re- plain
0: clothes? Like, they're uh, wearing, uh, they're both wearing like what look like jogging outfits. Um, okay. Like sweatpants, sweatshirt, loose fitting.
2: It's a popular jogging spot, I would guess, along the parkway there. Parkway, yeah. Was it, now was it, it used to have a different name, right? It changed it.
0: What, the From Benjamin Franklin Parkway?
2: It might have been JFK for a time. Or no. Am I thinking of something else? No, there's a JFK Boulevard. I feel like Benny Frank's Parkway was something else. I could be wrong. I'll get back to you on it.
0: I don't know. It's where where all the well, it's where the art museums and the where all the museums are anyway. Um, so we're going to
2: oh, and just so you guys know, I looked it up. Hiptobee Square didn't wasn't released until '86. Just because I was thinking about okay. Huey Lewis and uh, mm-hmm. when right. songs were released. Just so you guys know, we can't use that as a reference ever.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never. Never. No Huey Lewis in the news.
3: That's all um, I'm going to write in my notes for today. <laughs> Never.
0: Uh, at least he wrote something down. Okay. The two students' IDs read uh, Claire Perkins and Rita Rodriguez.
3: Claire's a fat girl's name.
2: <laughs> Is it because of that mall store that you think that?
3: No, it's from Breakfast Club.
2: <laughs> uh.
3: Claire is fat girl's name. It's a family name.
2: What um what was the names again? Sorry.
0: Claire Perkins and Rita Rodriguez.
2: Uh do they have any other wounds up on a person? Do I see any blood? Any other injuries?
0: If you pull back their um you pull back the the sweatshirt.
2: I try not to touch it too much until a, a photographer takes photos, right?
0: Right. Well, you, you, use your, you use your pen to lift up the sleeve <laughs> uh-huh. so you can get kind of a look at her arms or whatever. And you do see some bruising around her wrists. Like defensive wounds or like bindings? Tough to tell. Hmm. But you have seen this in bindings before.
2: What if I use my super cop mode? No, I don't. 99. You
3: got 99 in there.
0: Nine, nine super cop
3: super cool cop mode
0: uh give me an education now
2: i'm um okay i i check the other wrist uh to mm-hmm. see if there's a matching wound that yeah. might indicate if it's bindings it might be wounds, but if it's defensive wounds, I'd imagine they'd be more random and sporadic am mm-hmm. um, no copper or anything but what am i rolling i'm sorry fifty six out of
0: education.
2: Eighty-five, so not quite a hard pass
0: that's all right, uh, um it's enough to know that uh you've seen this actually several times before where someone has had ropes around them the the bruises are fairly the same size in the same location on the wrists, so you're pretty sure that there was something tied around these girls' arms
2: okay, yeah, at least other... at least on
0: one girl, and then you go check the other one, you see the same thing
2: okay, and that definitely uh. Makes me think that they were kept somewhere alive. Ah, which just makes more questions. <laughs> um, okay, do they have uh, shoes or anything on? They do not have shoes on. So they were not jogging. They're wearing socks. Uh, well, what's, bo- okay. what's the bottom of their socks look like? There? Are they super dirty like they were out running around? Or?
0: They're not dirty, they're, I mean, they don't look like brand new socks, but they don't look like they've been running in them. So then, uh, um, they were dumped there.
2: That's what I'm thinking. Is there any, um, any of that, uh, that blood pooling that you get from a, from like laying in a spot. And then when you get moved, like, you know, sometimes you might not be in the same position. So there's some, indications. I watched a lot of NCIS for a while, guys, just so you guys know, that the original.
0: When the forensics team comes out, you're taking notes, every little single detail around here, but these are the ones that stick, the ones I told you are the ones that stick out the most. And the investigation team or the forensics team gets there, they do their thing, give you their report. Then the coroner comes and lifts up the bodies. You're here for the whole thing. Yeah.
2: I have a look around. I have a look around the perimeter yep. for anything else, other stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And you look up at the entrance to the uh, Rodin Museum. A sculpture there is called The Gates of Hell. Mm-hmm. And you just look at them and just kind of have a thought about this is a little ironic. This is the Gates of Hell. This is everything that's going on here. Another set of dead bodies, another mystery here. And when the coroners move the bodies, you see written in chalk. Beneath the bodies, it says, "Forgive me."
3: Oh, it's getting hmm. very seven.
2: I uh, look over at the guy that's snapping photos and snap uh, my fingers at him. and say, "Yeah, get over here." Gets a good picture of it. There you go. Um, forgive me. I said, "Forgive me." Mm. And that looks fresh enough. Like uh, you know, if it was there for a few days, I feel like a lot of the chalk would have worn away or no, away no, or, it
0: looks it looks like someone. Pretty much just put it there. How has the
2: weather been? Is it still like super duper cold and icy?
0: No, it's not super cold anymore. It's been uh, temperate. What's the date? Uh, It is March the 12th.
2: Lousy smart weather. Yeah.
3: We only have nine days, guys.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, you get all these details down. You get the picture of the forgive me on there. You write up your case, fill out the paperwork get all the details after you know everything gets cleared up uh what do you do then it's it's about noon now
2: okay um i head back to my office Hmm? because i likely have calls to make but everything's kind of a little later than initially planned um give me a few
0: all right sure uh walter what have you been up to
1: uh, well, I mean, after falling back asleep at five o'clock uh, or, so, or six o'clock, when do I wake back up?
0: By the time you wake back up, it's almost noon. Oh shit,
1: I was afraid of that.
0: The nurses have come in and they, you can see that they've left food for you. When they come in, they're taking it away and they're putting lunch down for you. And they say to you, uh, oh, Mr. Pendergast, uh, you know, I thought you just really need to rest up, so... We didn't bother waking you.
1: Oh, darn. Um, well, gosh, I guess I needed the sleep. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Kind of wipes the sleep out of his face a little bit and kind of uh, gets his bearings.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the nurse tells you, Well, Mr. Pendergast, yes, we're not going to be able to do the skin grafts today. We moved the surgery to tomorrow. Oh, uh, okay. Did something go wrong? Since, no, um, just the, the surgeon's schedule was overbooked. Gotcha. Uh, when we when we initially got to you and uh, doctors think that it's 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 okay to wait another day before we we go through with the surgery. All right, I uh, guess uh, we'll
1: change the bandages later or keep these ones on until surgery or what?
0: Uh, we'll change out your bandages. Uh, now that you're awake, we'll do that right now actually. And she calls in another nurse who comes in and does the routine The sits you up. How does it look? It still looks pretty gnarly, dude. Parts of it still look kind of charred, Ugh. like that cooked skin stuck to
1: like dying skin cells.
0: Yeah, yeah it's gross. Ugh, covered in nastiness. I'm sure a little like purulent discharge around the the edges.
1: And uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if this is a luck roll or not, but you know how how big or small were her feet? Or Are her feet? She have like a size seven ladies or she have like a size eleven men? I mean what's she rocking?
0: <laughs> um let's say I don't know. Size eight? Women's? Is I that think that's thing? like the
3: most common size, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Good deal. Glad she just doesn't have like obscenely large feet for some reason.
3: Not that there's anything right? wrong with that.
0: Yeah, no, it's okay to have big feet.
3: Me and my size nine and a half.
1: Being that, uh, you know, Walter's got a footprint on his chest. The smaller, the better, yeah. he's just thinking.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, he doesn't really get to see it too much, so I guess while they're in between dressings, he's taking a look at it now and kind of yeah. gauging some of the damage.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely bigger than a foot, though. Yeah, oh. I'm sure there was some, yeah. some fire
1: around the physical
0: foot part. Yes, it. exactly.
1: Who knows, that time of year, she might have had heavy boots on.
0: Mm, the little extra force there. So they're moving your surgery to the next day. Uh, So you still got today to do stuff.
1: It's good. After I'm all set and secure, uh, I think I'd like to check in with the bank.
0: All right. So you call the bank up. Uh, What do you say to them?
1: Well, essentially, I want to check on whether or not I can set up to have some of my... Contents, you know, brought back and some of Mm -hmm. my contents taken away by a one detective, Luke Thompson.
0: They say, well, uh, Mr. Pendergast, this is a bit of an unusual request. However, I
1: I do explain to them that I'm in the hospital and stuff like that and that it's kind of an extenuating circumstance kind
0: of Mm -hmm. thing. They say, well, if it is a law official coming in to pick it up, I don't see why we couldn't work our way around a little loophole with that. I say uh,
1: That's that's very kind of you. Thank you. I'll, I'll, of course, give him the physical key to verify my part of this uh, you know, arrangement best I can.
0: Yeah, he says, of course, Mr. Pendergast.
1: Thank you kindly.
0: All right. So that's the bank taken care of.
1: And um, I guess if there's some other free time and the other books are done, uh, I might have to maybe eat some lunch and uh, look over those translated notes, see if I can learn a little bit more about this spell. And or okay. maybe some of the side effects or downsides to it.
0: Alright, so you start reading up on the Thunderfall spell. As you're reading through this, you start to kind of realize it's not really like a... Um, it's less of like a chant or enchantment, but it's a way of opening a plane within your mind.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: It's a weird way of phrasing it, but... You will use your mind to command this, but first you have to like implant a uh, a piece of the mythos, if you will, into your head
1: and with that in mind too, that kind of uh brings me to another cautionary segue um mm-hmm. in my reading of this spell and its uh you know elements um do I get an idea of? whether or not this would be something that is, you know, calling upon
0: Yig directly or is this something that's more self-based? Well, this one in particular, it doesn't actually mention Yig or the Ophidians. This one seems to be more of a self-based one. Wow. Um, He's
1: actually kind of delighted by that. Uh, And he Mm -hmm. kind of attributes some of last night's nightmare to the fact that ever since reading this translated version or beginning to read it he's kind of been plagued by the thoughts that you know what if this would be a way for the ophidians to track me specifically because i'm using a bit of Yig's power kind of thing Mm -hmm. and uh, i guess you know not to be so cocky as to think that i understand everything about it but knowing that it's less based on our enemies does kind of set his mind at ease a little bit. And also the other part being kind of fascinating, just the research element of it itself. No pun intended, but...
0: Right. (laughs) So, Walter, you're going through that stuff, and that'll take you out well into the afternoon because it's both difficult and confusing to access this part of your mind that's not there yet. That part's fine, and he actually
1: kind of welcomes the challenge and further to go on to why i asked that question now that he's determined that it's less based on calling upon yig and the ophidian's Mm -hmm. power um he kind of set up like a little mental roadblock in the sense that he wasn't going to fully commit to it until he kind of weighed all the dangers so like i think he's taken away that inhibition and he's looking to just dedicate his attention to it at least until he can get some more of the other speculum magus books i think this will be his primary focus
0: all right very good. Um, so you're just going to do that until you get the other books that Thompson's going to get for you. Yep, assuming all that works out. That'll take you out into the afternoon. Uh, ooh, Heather, what are you doing in the meantime till at least noon?
3: Okay, so I'm gonna um, I'm gonna like walk home, but like a long way because I know there's a pawn shop, but a different pawn shop than the one I went to
0: for the necklace. So, you head around to the pawn shop, not the one that's close to you, but the mm-hmm. one that's a little further away.
3: Because I don't want it to be the person that looked at the necklace and then like be like, what's this girl's deal? She's always got this shit.
0: I got you. So, you head to the further down pawn shop. Uh, you trade in some of that jewelry
3: that you stole. Yeah. Okay. All of it. Anything they want. All Anything.
0: Of it. Anything they'll take.
3: Yeah. Um, All right. And then I ask them about the necklace, which I'm sure they're. Like the necklace I'm wearing.
0: Um, they take a look at it, you know, with like one of them loops or something. They're like, uh, maybe pyrite? I don't know. It's pretty cold, though.
3: Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It's, it's, it's no big deal. I'm, you know, just trying to figure out what it is.
0: Okay. He says, uh, yeah, well, uh, here's your money for the other jewelry and he hands you a $100 bill.
3: Sweet. All right. So then, um, I'm going to go to the pharmacy. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, okay. I'm going to buy a bunch of activated charcoal, just in case. Never know. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask the pharmacist about the bump on my finger. Like, oh, okay. I don't know what I should do for this. I don't know where it came from. It's crazy itchy.
0: Okay, so they take a look at it and they go, well, it looks like a work wart. Um, try some uh this... Stuff that freezes warts off. Um, just uh, give that a shot. It might take a couple treatments, but uh, should go away with it in maybe a couple days. The compound W.
3: Okay, so I buy that with my freshly earned money.
0: Yep. <laughs> I right, see so you get your wart treatment.
3: And I'm gonna go to the library.
0: All right. So you head to the local library. What do you do there?
3: I'm going to check out a book about breathing calmly to relax yourself, like Walter was saying.
0: Okay. Yes. Right. So you find yourself a good book on uh, uh, breathing and Zen meditation. Um, uh, you find a, uh, actually a couple books on it. One of them's a bit more contemporary, though, so you kind of lean towards that one. Uh, you do pick up the book and... Where do you go from there? I'm
3: gonna look um, on their little, I, like I don't. I'm gonna sound so stupid. It's embarrassing. What? Like, was there computers then, like at the library?
0: There was, but not ones for people to use. I don't think. Probably like cataloging. Actually, purposes probably only. there wasn't at all. I don't think there was. I think it was all catalogs.
3: Okay, yeah. I'm gonna ask like one of the librarians if they know anything about the King in Yellow if there's like a book on it, or if there's anything on Professor Bradshaw in like newspapers, maybe like something like a local newspaper about like his shows.
1: Sounds like a microfilm adventure.
3: That's the word I was gonna use, but I didn't know if it was right. I didn't wanna sound dumb.
1: (laughs) No, that's (laughs) definitely what you're
0: looking for. Uh, They haven't heard of it, any of the librarians there.
3: Okay. Either, so do I look on the microfilm or is that something a librarian has to do?
0: You can, they'll, they'll hand you the microfilm that you require. Okay,
3: then I'm gonna look up Professor Bradshaw and just plays in general and that's it. Yeah, see if I see any like anything about his like playbills that were in the paper or anything about like, oh, this new director or new right. play.
0: Uh, give me a library's role.
3: Come on. Mm, 44. No, I have 20.
0: No. And so you're zipping through these things, and time's getting away from you a little bit. But you're not finding anything. Do you wish to push the roll?
1: Sure. Do you know what year (laughs) you're looking for, darling? Maybe I could help.
0: How would you like to push it? Oh. Right, are we supposed to? Yeah. Yeah. Tell oh. me how you're pushing it.
3: Okay, I'm going to ask. Real good. <laughs> instead of asking for micro film on his name, I'm going to ask for the plays that I remember the names to.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All Muy right. Noise. Give me, uh, give me uh, another library you scrolled at.
3: 21. Noise. I'm going to use a point.
0: You can't. It's a push roll. Oh, fuck. Ah. Ah, come on. So I hate so this nice. game.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Heather, before you know it, the library's closing. Oh, it is five o'clock for you. Oh, You've wasted your whole day at the library with finding nothing.
3: Fucking nerd.
0: Probably all
1: hungry and stuff.
0: You're hungry. You've just been focusing too much. Off Welcome to Walter's world, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I've turned into my boss
1: You've turned into Millie You're one step closer been reading all day I <laughs> haven't learned
2: anything yep. It's a- weird how library use Has been so underused so far in this game When the last yeah. one we played uh, was I'm so, important. so
1: happy I got 45 in it It's like so hard to fucking develop
3: I could have got a check mark I could have got uh, 4 points
0: Alright so okay. Uh thompson and walter what are you guys doing until five o'clock well um gotta coordinate that key
2: handoff i was going to call walt and see how that went as one of my
0: calls um i'll start with him all right you call walter walter you tell him about the call to the bank and he's got to come get the key basically everything's
1: scheduled and ready to go waiting on you
2: excellent um I have a few uh, other calls I have to make, but I'll try to swing by as soon as I can. Uh, definitely before bank hours are ended, have ended. If you get a chance to bring any coffee, you'd really be doing me a favor. <laughs> you got it, Walter. <laughs> Pick up some good coffee. All
0: right. So you head over, grab the key from Walter. Do you then head to the bank and get the books?
2: Not quite yet. No, I have some other calls okay. I have to make. Uh
1: um, right, So you got the key
0: from Walter.
2: Walter can't stress enough
1: how protective and uh you know (laughs) important these are he's just like uh you know i I don't know if, if you want to take my messenger bag just to keep them in something and put the other ones in you're more than welcome to uh just you know keep this to use as your disposal um it'd probably be best to keep them in something
2: i'm sure we have something that'll keep them nice and safe around here if not i'm i'm sure i have some briefcases and stuff
0: yeah, you definitely have some safekeeping places to put it. I feel like
2: everyone that had a blazer had a briefcase in the eighties.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> of
3: course, it came with them. Actually, when you bought a blazer, you got a briefcase. <laughs> it caused a lot of waste, a, like a lot of waste.
2: <laughs> Still waiting for it to fold out into a car, a flying car. Um, so I uh, next, I want to uh, look through my notes and find the business card or the information for. Willis Freeman's office at University of the Megas 5. Okay. Where they work. So mm-hmm.
0: The university, university of the
3: Megas 5? Welcome
1: five. to Megas 5 University. You won't need those books here. <laughs>
3: You're probably not good enough to even call. You
2: know how expensive that school story is? M5U. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, so you call Willis Freeman. Uh, he is currently on lunch break in his office so he picks up the phone. Oh, and you hear you, to... you hear him like chewing on something. Mm-hmm. You hear, him, yeah, hello. Uh,
2: take your time. It's uh, Detective Thompson. And you hear a deep.
0: <clears throat> he goes, oh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, yeah, t- uh, Detective Thompson. What, what what can I do for you?
2: Uh, just had some questions. Uh, wanted to meet up with you. It's about the Lotus that we discussed. Um, oh so yes. I thought if if you had some time. Perhaps uh, this evening or something, we could have a chat. As, uh, as far as we know, there's only one left. I'm not sure how long it's gonna last, so uh, we might have to do something with it. Mm. But uh, yeah, if you can uh, brainstorm some ideas, or I don't know, uh, I'll meet up at you later with the Lotus.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, later tonight, you wanna meet at the university?
2: Probably better, I guess, to do it wherever you're gonna be working. I mean
0: it says yeah, well I'll be I'll be here late grading papers.
2: I'm sure you could store it somewhere or whatever. Uh yeah, I'll bring it with me later then. Uh what time would be good?
0: It says uh six o'clock would be good for me. Very good. If you can make that.
2: I'll um give you a call if I can't.
0: Thanks. Hang up. It says yeah, no problem. Hang up. Alright. So any other phone calls you gotta make? Uh yes. Uh but first
2: I gotta refill my coffee, and I'm gonna go down to the lab. All right. Uh, with a couple of uh, samples I took. Catherine. On the side.
0: With it. With the what oh. on the side?
2: With a couple samples I took on the side.
0: Okay. All right. So, what samples are you taking down there?
2: The mul- multiple partial prints in blood from the mm-hmm. wall in uh, Bradshaw's house, and the scrapes of the dried blood.
0: Um. Okay. Uh so you're taking that stuff down to forensics. You mm-hmm. see Kathy down there. And as usual, she says she gives you a uh, nice happy greeting. Oh, hi Detective Thompson. Uh smiles. What what can I do for you?
2: So yeah, uh, it's Kathy, right? Say Kathy? Kathy. Ack. Yeah.
0: Um It's Katherine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Kathy. Uh, nice to see you. I assume you're going to be somewhat busy with uh crime scene down the parkway it says
0: yeah there's a lot to take in there. but i'm
2: wondering if you could uh you know if you find a little extra time or i don't know if it would be easier just to run all the stuff at once but i have a couple things i'd like you to take a look at and maybe tell me what you can about I'll pull them out of my pocket there's multiple partial prints of what seem like the same finger and uh some scrapes of dried blood not sure what you would be able to tell me about it. Anything pops up, I suppose. Any hits, uh, but more importantly, if it's male or female, I'm sure you would you would know, right?
0: Oh, but by the blood samples, absolutely.
2: Thank you. Um, don't work too hard, but uh, well, I guess I could try to make it up to you.
0: She blushes when you say that and averts her eyes from yours, and she goes, "Uh, yeah, wh- wh- whatever you." You know, it's just, it's fine. Uh, you don't have to do anything for me.
2: <laughs> but
0: then she, she, she blushes and she looks down at the samples and she goes, uh, what case number is this associated with? Let's say I'm
2: doing a favor for somebody, all right? Not an official case and not collected uh, legally.
0: Oh, Give me a
2: persuade roll. Yeah! Persuade. Which is with the peas. Ooh. Not good. Oh
0: Or Charm. I think he is Persuader Charm. Yeah, he's worse at that.
2: No, he's better at that. Okay. Only because it's naturally better. He has nothing in either one. Shit, my can intimidator. Oh wow. Listen, bitch. You'll do it and you'll <laughs> you'll shut up about it. No. <laughs> I will attempt to charm with fifteen percent.
0: Uh. Okay.
2: Alright. <laughs> How about that 95?
0: Oh, woof. Ooh. She's going to tell on you.
2: <laughs>
3: oh, can um, you spend luck
2: to make it not a crit fail? <laughs> or is it only 96 through, is it 95 through 100?
0: No, it's 95 through
2: 100. Spend the, the luck crit crit to make fail. it a regular fail. Um, <laughs> I will if it, if it helps at all. I'll erase it right to fuck now. <laughs> I will subtract one.
0: Right, uh, I'll get, you know what? I'll give you that. You can subtract one luck, and it'll just be a regular fail.
2: No, never mind. I'm not gonna push it with a with a fifteen
0: percent chance. That's that. up to you if you want to push it.
2: Uh yeah. All right, minus one luck. It is. Thank you.
0: All right. So with a regular fail, uh, she tells you, listen, Luke. Um, I maybe I can get to this. Sometime, but I can't guarantee you any time. I, uh, I got a lot of cases to get through. Well, if you find the
2: time, girls worried about a friend. That's all. Thanks. I walk out.
0: She goes, There's a lot of people worried about a lot of people. Ooh. Wow. Heartless right. Kathy they call her, you know? It's That's <laughs> So I keep, keep calling it's her Catherine. fucking
3: Kathy and she's getting sick yeah. of it.
0: She just won't correct you, though. Um. Can,
3: you, can he do it with her and then get it?
0: She can get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. That's, that's how you unlock it.
3: <laughs> like That's going to be like, a, I don't know, some kind of rule.
0: Heather, library closes at 5. Okay. You, you get kicked out, basically. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's too many. And uh, you leave the library. Uh, sun's starting to go down. How are you getting home?
3: Um is there a bar nearby of course there is i'm gonna to go to the bar and have a drink and try and figure out what's going on in my life
0: okay heather so you head to the bar uh head inside you know it's it's dimly lit in there the sun's going down it's kind of dark uh it's basically happy hour so i think they keep the lights a little extra low then um but you walk in order yourself a beer a drink what do you what do you get Shots.
3: Um, a shot and uh Malibu Bay breeze. Oh,
0: something fancy. Okay.
3: Yeah, I got that. I got that hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> Pawn shop.
0: <laughs> so you um you order up your uh, cocktail and and a extra shot on the side. Bartender rolls his eyes when you order the Malibu Bay breeze, and he turns around and goes under the register and opens a book. You see him start paging through it. There's a customer next to you, uh, another woman, and she goes, "Oh, hey, cheers." She's holding what looks like a martini. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's a little lit already, but you're just trying to, you know, get your head together. And uh, she goes, "Hey, what's what's that on uh, on your hand there?" And you look down, and you see in this dark room that little wart that you had is glowing blue.
3: Oh my god! I'm turned into a smurf.
0: And we're ending the episode. Come
3: there. Come on. She gonna kill wore me with a
2: Blue wart. <laughs> fingertip.
3: <laughs> oh, I thought I was making a new friend. I'm just like giving everybody warts.
2: You do have a new friend.
3: <laughs> it's
0: it's much like blue rum. Blue rum. Oh, <gasps> ET.
3: Oh my god. Blue. What did I touch? I touch everything.
2: What did you put that finger in? An amphibian.
3: I'm so... Listen, if we need to get information, we need to get information. What did you touch? (laughs) Everything. She's so not careful.
2: You are really, really bad at being a cop. (laughs) Or a criminal.
0: (laughs) What could it have been? All right, guys. So that's going to be the end of the episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks especially to our Patreon supporters. You guys are helping us keep this show going. You guys are awesome. Yeah, you guys are awesome. So, everyone, remember until next time, sanity is overrated. It's the eighties. Do it's, as like much coke as possible. Yeah, it's like Die
3: Hard. It's never
0: not a good idea to do as much cocaine as possible.
3: If I was to have ever done coke,
0: Hans, I don't think I Bubby was scared
3: was... out of anything. Theoretically,
0: no. He's not, he's not. He's not the guy from Die Hard. <laughs> hey, this is George. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and review us if you like what you're hearing, and if you want to support us and make our show better, head on over to our Patreon. You can always email us at contact at that with any comments, and you can follow us on Instagram at thatcthulhujohn.